It's Monday, February 10th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. The Trump administration has announced it's on a budget. We'll tell you whether this is one the country can actually stick to. Then thousands of people are trapped on a cruise ship in Japan right now, as the coronavirus outbreak continues to take its toll. And finally, we'll explain what the anti-discrimination law you heard about at last night's Oscars is all about. We have a firm belief that representation matters deeply. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by CarMax. Discover how easy car buying can be. That thud was the sound of the proposed 2021 U.S. government budget being put down on a table. That budget was just released by the White House today, and it's a beast of a document. Financially speaking, it's pretty big, too. It clocks in at $4.8 trillion. We're talking big spending. The government plans to spend roughly a trillion dollars more than it takes in through taxes. And like most budgets, this one has winners and losers. This one's big winner is the Pentagon. President Trump wants the military to get more than a $740 billion budget. He's also upping spending on Veterans Affairs, Homeland Security, and NASA. Remember, he's really into space. But the list of losers is quite a bit longer. The Environmental Protection Agency would be cut by a quarter. Foreign aid would drop 21%, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention would lose more than 9% of its budget. Trump's budget also takes the axe to welfare spending by making it more difficult to receive disability benefits, food stamps, or Medicaid. For some, these proposed cuts are a reason to panic. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has accused Trump of brazenly inflicting multi-billion dollar cuts to government health care programs. While others on the right have complained that Trump's budget continues the pattern of the U.S. spending way beyond its means. And yet, all of this might be much ado about nothing. That's because the budget is kind of like the president's wish list. It lets presidents sketch out the government they'd like to have, except the people with the final say on all of that are Congress. Specifically, it's the House of Representatives that controls the purse strings and can make Trump's budget dreams a reality or not. And since the House is currently controlled by Democrats, Trump is likely to be disappointed. Congress already said no to proposed foreign aid cuts a few years ago. And cuts to Medicaid and food stamps aren't gonna fly with Democrats in charge of the pocketbook. But there is one wish list item Trump might get, and it has to do with the border wall with Mexico. Remember, Trump's 2016 campaign featured a lot of promises like this. Mexico is gonna pay for the wall, and they're gonna be happy about it. After three years in office, that hasn't happened. The wall is getting built just with US taxpayer money. Finding that money in a divided Washington hasn't been easy. So Trump got creative. A year ago, he declared a state of emergency at the border and used that emergency to order the Pentagon to dip into its military construction budget. That's money normally used for things like building new barracks or schools on military bases. But after Trump's order, it went to the border wall. This move has been controversial, especially in military communities that were counting on that money going to local services instead of a faraway wall. But Trump's gamble worked since the wall is going up. And this year, Trump is once again asking the Pentagon to dip into its pockets a bit more to help make the wall a reality. A 
as construction speeds up this year, expect to hear more stories about crews working in controversial places in the desert, along remote rivers, and into protected lands. And they're kicking up more than dust. Last week, border wall crews started bulldozing and detonating explosives inside the Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument in Arizona. It's considered a protective wildlife area by the UN, and environmental activists say building a wall there will prevent certain species from migrating and could separate herds. Then there are concerns about human heritage, like the reported destruction of an Apache burial ground just days ago. Over the weekend, Arizona Democrat Congressman Raul Grijalva warned about the damage caused by the wall construction and said neither his concerns nor those of local Native American tribes were being listened to. That cultural arrogance, that ethnocentrism of this administration, that we are it and nobody else matters, is exemplified in what is going on on the border that story in Arizona is just one part of a much larger story we'll be watching this year as Trump tries to turn his budget goals into reality. It doesn't seem like much can stop construction at Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument, but several hundred miles east in Texas, the border wall faces a tougher challenge, private landowners. Since the boundary in some places between Texas and Mexico is literally a river, the wall is gonna have to go on land and be built away from the water's edge. And to do that, the Trump administration is suing in order to seize close to 5,000 pieces of property, including a Catholic chapel and a wildlife sanctuary that could see the wall cut right through its property. As we mentioned earlier, White House budgets like the one released today are kind of like pipe dream proposals. So keep in mind, presidents rarely get exactly what they want. Even the parts that look relatively straightforward can run into major trouble. Like when chants of build the wall collide with don't mess with Texas. Coming up, why a dream cruise vacation has become a living nightmare after the break. Buying a car can be stressful. Enter CarMax. All of their cars are CarMax certified, so you can shop worry-free. And the price you see is the price you pay, so there's no surprises. Plus, it's tax season, and a down payment on that car you've been eyeing is one way to spend your return. Speaking of returns, they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. So if you change your mind, you can bring the car back for a full refund. No questions asked. Start your search on CarMax.com. CarMax, the way it should be. People say vacation and cruise ship style can be a great value. What's not to like about an all-inclusive package with a water park right on the deck? But others might not like feeling like you're just stuck on the same ship the majority of the time. And if you're on the Diamond Princess cruise ship right now in Japan, the idea of being stuck has been taken to new, very dangerous levels. The cruise was supposed to bring passengers on a tour of Japan, Taiwan, and Vietnam. But now, that 14-day cruise has become a 14-day quarantine for the estimated 3,700 passengers and crew on board. The reason they're all stuck? Coronavirus. And we continue our close coordination with the Japanese government in this dynamic and unprecedented situation. That's the president of Princess Cruises in a video posted to their YouTube channel. The outbreak on the ship started with just one passenger. He was only on one segment of the trip. Princess Cruises says while on board, he never visited the ship's medical facilities to report any symptoms. But then, a few days after he disembarked in Hong Kong, 
He went to the hospital and tested positive for the coronavirus on February 1st. Since then, that number of infected people on board the cruise has reached at least 135. Some of those infected patients have been transported to local hospitals, and the ship says it's working with Japanese health officials to get patients the help they need. But the rest of those on board have to stay put and hunger down. Apparently, they're only allowed on deck to get fresh air for 90 minutes a day, and they have to do it in shifts. Luckily, the quarantine is scheduled to end on February 19th, but that deadline could be pushed further for those who have been in contact with anyone infected. This is just one of the scenes playing out all over the world as countries grapple with how to tackle this spreading virus. Yesterday, back where it all started, China experienced its deadliest day since the outbreak began in December, reporting 97 deaths out of a total of 910 so far. That death toll is now worse than the SARS virus in the early 2000s. And coronavirus is also killing people more quickly. At least one expert has said it's still too early to see if the spread of coronavirus has peaked. The World Health Organization echoes that sentiment. Here's Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus at a press briefing this morning. Without vital diagnostic capacity, countries are in the dark as to how far and wide the virus has spread. With no vaccine readily available, officials in affected countries are working to keep people safe and calm even if that means extending and restricting their cruise ship vacation. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... Last night, we were watching the 92nd Academy Awards. You've probably heard about all the big winners by now. Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, and Parasite. But there's another winner you might have heard about in the animated short film category. And the Oscar goes to Hair Love, Matthew A. Cherry, and Karen Murphy-Tolliver. In less than seven minutes, this really sweet film tells the story of an African-American dad helping his daughter do her hair for the first time. Pro tip, you'll want to have a tissue ready when you watch it on YouTube. But the film's writer and director got us Googling something else after his acceptance speech last night. Here was Matthew A. Cherry on stage. Hair Love was done because we wanted to see more representation in animation. We wanted to normalize black hair. There's a very important issue that's out there. It's the Crown Act. And if we can help to get this passing off at these states, it will help stories like DeAndre Arnold's, who's our special guest tonight, stop to happen. What he's talking about there is something you may have seen in the news recently. DeAndre Arnold is a high school senior from Texas. And last month, he was told he wouldn't be able to walk at graduation unless he cut his dreadlocks. The district says Arnold's hair is too long and that it doesn't meet the dress code. This is something that's happened to other black kids in Texas before. One kid was told to use a Sharpie to color in a design that had been shaved into his hair. Another was told to either cut his long hair or start wearing a dress. Arnold's story got national attention. He even talked to Ellen DeGeneres about it and she sent a message to Arnold's school district. He deserves to graduate, to walk with all the other kids. He's a good guy. I just am urging you to do the right thing. Please, please. Arnold's story and others have encouraged a movement to pass legislation to prevent this kind of treatment. It's called the Crown Act. It stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it basically just wants to protect people from discrimination based on what their hair looks like. 
So companies in public schools can't ban certain hairstyles or discriminate against people for wearing their hair a certain way. The Crown Act has been introduced in more than 20 states and has already become a law in California, New York, and New Jersey. In Arnold's home state of Texas, the Legislative Black Caucus is looking to introduce the bill next year. And at the national level, a version of the Crown Act has also been introduced in the House and Senate. So if you heard the Oscar winners mention the Crown Act yesterday, that's what it's about. And by calling attention to it after their big win, the hair love producers could make a big difference. We have a firm belief that representation matters deeply. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to add the Skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 